Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. You know what today it is. It is Monday, so it is time for the show. You can connect with me on all streaming platforms. You see the banner below, YouTube at CV Space K. Look, I have Kojic reports, and if you want me to keep making these reports, you have to subscribe below or the Church of God in Christ will not see me. I appreciate my guest today. I'm so excited. We have an amazing episode dealing with the best romantic comedy movies of all time. So I invited some just cool people and another guest that will be on shortly. I have none other than Bishop Apostle Prophet David Stansberry. Do I don't want that name. You know that cost. <laughs> sure does. Give me the $100 as a licensed minister. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good to hear. Now, also, I with us, Lady Spencer. I got it right. I had the first lady episode. They checked me a bunch of times between uh, Sabrina and, and everybody else. So I have with us the first lady, soon to be first lady of the gym. Uh, let me not say that. This soon to be the lady. <laughs> yes. How you doing, Lady Spencer? It's the name on my birth certificate. So, yeah. <laughs> right. <see. laughs> All right, cool. So, you know what time it is? We're talking about the best romantic comedy movies. I'm a huge fan of romantic comedy movies. I'm a huge fan of comedy period. And we have had some iconic movies. So for me, the best romantic comedy movie of all time is none other than Boomerang. And I'm going to explain to you, Rye, and we're going to get into this debate. So if you can see, can everybody... this is why it's the best romantic comedy movie of all time. You see these two? These are goats. First goat, Eddie Murphy. Second goat, Halle Berry. All-star team, all-star movie, all-star cast. Let's talk about the cast, right? Eddie, Happy, uh-huh. Robin Givens, Martin Lawrence, David Allen Greer, John Witherspoon, Leela Roshan, Grace Jones, Eartha Kitsch, and even Chris Rock, Rock. a young Chris Rock, before, uh, you know, New Jack City, Pookie Chris Rock. This is when it all kind of happened. This is an amazing cast, an amazing wealth of talent. I don't think any other movie has rivaled this depth of talent that actually worked. There's been a lot of movies who've tried it, but the synergy just wasn't there. And to me, they just put it all together. I got a little clip for you guys. Hope you guys enjoy over this place. It starts getting wild after that, um, and I don't want to have to make any apologies. But you know, that's why that there there are so many classic films, so many classic lines. I think Boomerang has to me the all time best 
classic material. I think hands down, you can't argue another movie when it comes to the, the plot, it comes to the characters, it comes to just the funny moments and, and even a, a real love story uh, between, uh, or really a triangle really, right? Between Eddie Murphy's mm-hmm. character, between Robin Givens and between Halle Berry. Halle Berry. And Halle Berry actually being the second woman. Like, it's it's wild. Like, I don't even think something like that could happen. Also, welcome to the show. We have Evangelist, Prophetess, Jacqueline Harris-Stanberry. God bless you on today. Welcome to the show. You just missed my uh, <laughs> intro. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you- start there. Let's start there. I'm going to start with you, Jasmine. Jasmine, first of all, what did you think of Boomerang? And then what is your pick for the best romantic comedy movie? See... I like Boomerang for all the points that you listed, except for when you get to the part about the whole love story thing. Because the way I look at them, I'm like, why do we always have that like struggle love? Like even with people picking like love and basketball, like the story, the premise of it, it's great. Like when you're in high school, that whole kind of, oh, I finally married the person I'm with. But then like, I watched that maybe like last year and I'm like, this whole sh- no, I, I can't. Like, maybe that's just my age talking now that I'm over 30. So, me looking at them differently, I wouldn't pick a favorite. I'd pick some that I enjoy. And I'd be between like Napoli Ever After on Netflix and then Jumped in Bro. Listen, and the only reason, and the reason I say those is because it's more the whole lo- the love story in it was a little more rounded as opposed to like, I got to wait for him to get his act together or she got to grow up and she, you know, all of that typical, like, give me a real, real life story. And then that's kind of where I, where I went with that. I mean, but it wasn't like a, Boomerang's not like a struggle. I mean, they were. It was wasn't a struggle, but it just, it was just like, you know, this is like a typical man. Like, at yeah. what point, like, it's just like, when does he grow up? Like, that's the part. And it was like, it took you to get, go through this. And then you end up in a relationship with Halle Berry. So we're thinking you got it together, but then not really because your boy was kind of talking to her. Well, let's not even get into that. So, and you start with this and then all it took was one more time for you to even just be in her presence. Right. And then boom, you fell back down in the same role. And then you're just like, well, I don't know what happened. One moment we were there and the meeting went well. And then I'm just... And, you know, and everybody's favorite line, you know, love should have brought you home last night. Like, for real, you can't, like, when do we stop throwing the word around and then really looking at what it means before we use it? And that that's the kind of struggle I have with it, but I do enjoy it. I definitely watched it the other night. That makes sense. I mean, sometimes you have to talk. I mean, they, they weren't married talking to your friends. Right. Uh, I mean, I would never do that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I have respect right. for my movies. I've never done that. But you at least would ask, line. you know, you know, you know, but, what is it really, what, you know. But yeah. other than that, I, I enjoyed David, what are your thoughts? Thoughts about Boomerang and then what, what is your best romantic uh, movie? Well, I had two that I had actually um, dissected. Think about Boomerang. Sometimes things I realized that this person was standing in front of you all alone while you were trying to play the field and you had people like either Eartha Kitt, Grace Jones, all of them was up in there that wanted him and everything. But it was almost, to me, him playing the same part he played in 
coming to America. The similarity is he had to come to America to, as his father say, sold his royal oaks and stuff like that. So all along, the people that he was trying to get with or the people try to hook him up with, he already knew who exactly who he wanted. In Boomerang, it was it was too much like Jasmine. Um, just to piggyback on what she said about when is the time you're gonna grow up? It's like you're an older man. I guess it's different for me too because I'm over fifty. So the thing about it is, it's like okay, it's a time and a place now. It's time for you to grow up. Like she said, it's too much of him being doing high school stuff, even when they was at the office. It was high school stuff, going out to lunch, and they was, like, sometimes downgraded <laughs> women and stuff when it came to certain situations. Yeah. And to me, that was a turnoff, you know? And I felt that Eddie Murphy was more of the older adult than the other two, than Mark Lawrence and the other ones. You know, he was should be the more of the role model of, okay, this is how you should treat women. And then you have to look at you sleeping with Robin Givens, then... Or you slept with somebody before and then you looked at her toes and her toes was a hot mess. <laughs> then you sleep with Robert Givens and you're like, oh, okay, this is the person. But that's not the person you still should have been with. So I think it was more of the person of Robert Givens being more of the, how can you put it, different from Halle Berry. And Halle Berry was trying to tell him in the office, you know, you're looking for love in the wrong places. All of the wrong places. And like I say, Halle Berry been standing there all alone, but then they start dating, and then he still couldn't get this plan out of his out of his mind. He kept on doing his thing. Now you with Halle, and now you trying to play her and still do what you was doing, like they said in the movie. Love would have brought you home. You no, know? That makes sense. I mean, I would never kick. Uh, I would never kick uh, any woman out for corns on their feet. That you know. Yeah. I'm, yet again, I'm 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 simple like that. Uh, Auntie Jackie, thoughts on Boomerang? Thoughts on Boomerang? Well, let me tell you. Let, let me give it to you straight, okay? So, you got your your guys there that's pumping you on. The reason why I believe he wanted um, Robin Gibbons in the beginning was because of her status quo. She was this big uh, professional person. And she had a lot to offer, whereas Hallie was just your average girl, you know, your, your friend. She was in the friend zone. And then he realized one day, you know, hey, she's a sweet girl. When he got to know her, you know, he automatically she was in the friend zone. Now, when you think about it, he had bragging rights because of the character that Robert Givens played. She was this dynamic person. Every man wanted her, literally. And he was like, you know, hey, I'm with this girl. But he forgot that just like, you know, you put all your into it, not because you got to know her. It's because that everybody wanted. Sometimes we want people that everybody want. But yet that doesn't make us happy. You know, say, for instance, um, the girl gets the, the, the guy, you know, he has all the a attributes that she looks for in a man. And every girl, girl, he's fine. You know, you love when women tell you that about your man or your significant other, you know. And so 
this what I think that Eddie Murphy literally, um, you know, went for her because she was the head of the company and things of that nature. So he, he I think he was looking for Bragging Rice, but yet he had Halle Berry in the friend zone. You know, then when he had a good day and they were in a moment, they were enjoying it and their flesh took over. And so he started dealing with her based upon that moment. And he never really got a chance to know her until realized, you know, when he going back and forth with Robin Gibbons, that's not what he really wanted. And he wanted the simple thing, somebody that can love him, you know, pass all of his uh playboy ways if, if you will and all those other things but you know that is so true to life you know that but you know that's that's a good movie but that's not my favorite love movie <laughs> well let's let's talk about it what is your favorite uh love movie um okay now without telling my age i loved mahogany with uh, Billy D. Williams <laughs> and and Diana Ross. I love that one. But I also love Loving Basketball. I love that movie. Yeah. That was that was one of my favorite love movies. And then, I, of course, Love Jones. Oh, oh with Larissa Tate. Oh, that's, man. Yeah, that's when Councilman Tate was, was halfway conservative. He's wild <laughs> out right now. So. He, he was cool then. Leah <laughs> Law. Uh, oh man let's talk about uh david what are the do's and the don'ts right like uh i've seen the romantic comedy genre kind of expand um i think all the movies from love jones i I even remember the one with billy d williams right mahogany there were certain core features but there was a class to it right like now i feel like with romantic comedies it's a little raunchy. It's a little like, oh, you know, I, I didn't see that coming or, whoa, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be watching this in front of every, you know, all these strangers, you know, like, it's just, it's just a lot. I, um, wife and I went to go see about last night. I'm a huge Kevin Hart fan. You know, I remember when it came out, but there was a lot of a lot that I just did not see coming. And at the end of it, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna watch this too many times. It wasn't that it wasn't a great film. It was too much of one thing that, to me, took away from the film. So what are some of those do's and don'ts, uh, David? If we want to get biblical about it, say do unto others as you have me and do unto you. So certain things that just in a relationship Mm -hmm. that we have to identify, um, the first thing is respect. And that's the first thing is respect. And then after respect is communication. Because without communication, you're allowed to, your mind runs off doing other things that you have no business doing. So that keeps you, if you have communication with your significant others, there's ground rules, there's respect, there's things that, the things to do and not to do. Right. You know, for example, when I was dating and this brought, was brought up because still a church kid, sure. peak was a, was a PK kid. And being in a, a minister's house all my life, that's all we knew was church and all this stuff. And, and it was easy for my father to teach us, which my mom had all boys, to teach how to respect women. You know, examples that my father showed us, things that he did with my mother, opened up the doors, let out the um, chair, 
these the, the days and times now when you when I call myself open the door for another female or whatever, they don't even say thank you. They don't say anything. They just like you owe it to them. Or if you taking the person chat out, you know, they don't say thank you. So it's the values and the things that my father taught us. And it was easy for me to date over the years before I got married is to date that one person. Yeah. Don't be a playboy. Don't yeah. think you can have this person here and have that person there. And we allow ourselves to date people that's in the church. So now you know you dating her. Now you know much as much as our church is always fellowship <laughs> with other churches. And you get to that other church and you're going to be like, oh, that should go. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. How am I get out of this one? So that stuck with me over the years. So yeah. the thing about when I got married, it's easy to stay married, communicate, and do those things. Mm-hmm. And it's been almost 27 years for me in marriage. Yes. And yes. and you still getting to know, you still getting to know that person. You know, mm-hmm. people are like, you've been married long, you don't know your wife yet? No, because things still comes out about your spouse mm-hmm. over the years it has given. So much is given. Uh, they say, um, you, you got to give and mm-hmm. receive at the same time. You know, I give to my wife, she gives to me, but sometimes you find yourself giving more in order to keep that relationship the way it needs to be. I don't know how other people are, you know, I try to keep my relationship the way it needs to be. So that's the do and the don't as far as my relationship is being rooted and grounded to what my, that I was taught growing up. And the do's and the don't is don't go out doing something that you don't have no business doing. That's, that's a don't. So after a while, you're going to get caught. Sure. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Lady, Lady Spencer, um, you know, when you and, and the right Reverend Matthew are on your dates, right, and you decide to pick a movie and you're like, hey, uh, Brown Sugar, Love and Basketball, you know, the best man, one and two. What what separates those from the other? Is it is it that the fact that all the same actors are in it, so it's kind of hard because Tate Diggs is everybody or Morris Chestnut is the same person? How do you make that choice? Um, I don't know. It uh, the biggest thing would be how how do I feel in the moment? Do I feel like having a discussion after we watch this? Like, let's say if we do the best man. Do I feel like going into that conversation after the fact? So, like, which one of them was really wrong, though? Oh, the first even one? Though, even though, yeah, the first one. So, okay. even though Lance was doing this thing, you know, he was the football player. He was doing this thing. He's like, but I still got her. I know she's going to be, she's loyal to me. Yeah. I'm not going to say the line he ended up saying. But, you know, <laughs> he, he he said what was good. So, <laughs> but then you have Mia. And yeah. even though it was the one time with Harper, which one was really worse though? Because she picked her. So do I feel like going down that road or do I just want to be like, okay, no, we'll just sit and enjoy it. Like, like David was saying with the communication, sometimes things you'll pick up on things and it'll spark a conversation and you'll be like, so what do you think about that? And then it helps you really pick that person's brain even further because, you know, people change even in the short time that it's been us, you know, even that time, I know my mindset on how relationships go, the communication of it, 
just what you should bring to the table, how you should look at it. That lens, it it's ever evolving. One, because you have different movies to spark the conversation. Mm-hmm. Two, you're living with somebody and they're different on the, they could wake up and be a completely different person. If they had a rough day at work, if they got the wrong phone call, if it's close to the time for the rent to be due, both of y'all are gonna be different people. So, you know, stuff changes. So you have to learn how to adapt in that moment. So it's just kind of like, even with the movies, like, so which road do I want to go down? And if it's like none of them, like, you know what? We're going to watch Avengers. We're going to keep it simple. <laughs> just keep it simple. Look, I like right. those, uh, those movies that spark conversation. Uh, first of all, I don't think Mia was wrong. I mean, I think Lance kind of deserved that. And I'm going to defend, defend Harper on this. Arbor was justified. His boy, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I probably would have done the same thing Harper would have done. That's just speaking for me. But would you put it in a book and made it, like, my yeah. thing with him was, like, even if you're going to put it out there like that with the book, like, yeah. you got it. So all, all they had to do was really read it. And they was like, oh, wait a minute. And, right. I mean, you could have been a little more kind of discreet with it like something. that was his only mistake he just wrote about right. it that was just, I mean quiet like, about it uh because I don't care what they because I thought Mia was justified it's just like an acrimony I thought uh old girl was wrong I thought I, I'm sorry I thought Taraji was OC in that movie so she was crazy she was crazy let's let's talk about um kind of what what is what is missing um that that dialogue piece um and you know jazz will go to you and then david you and then auntie jackie you in there, general or well well i think what's what's missing is that i think great writers can create conversation that follows right like no matter what the movie is about if it doesn't lead to anything other than okay we just went to the movies i think like that's where the failure is right um and I've seen examples of, of good ones and I've seen examples of not so good ones, right? I think the um, uh, love and basketball is kind of in between. I don't think it leads to anything. It's more of a reminiscent. It's like a nostalgia piece, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm 12 again and I'm watching one-on-one and Kyla Pratt, right? So like, yeah. you know, I think that's the feeling I get when I watch love and basketball. I don't feel like, you know, cause I, I don't hoop, you know, so like, hey, <laughs> it doesn't correlate. Um, but what's, what's missing now? Uh, from this kind of genre of, of movies? Um, I think what's missing is just the fact of authentic relationships. Because even though, like, love and basketball, that's a, conf- that's a whole conflation for me. Because it's like you had to go, like I said, the struggle of you went through all of this. She's over there in France and all at Spain. And then you come back. Now you can't play basketball. She's in the WNBA. And now it's like, okay, it came full circle. So it could be either and. Then you had like the wood, you know, yeah. everybody, even the brothers, all of that. <laughs> you still had some kind of like, it's a real love story in there. Movies now, it's almost kind of like, it's a love story, but it's really not. It's just so microwave. And I don't know if it's because art is imitating life mm-hmm. or life t- goes and imitates art. Either way, that is the society that we're in. And um, I was in a group that did like a uh, a live panel like this on surviving cuffing season a couple of weeks ago. Like in the 90s, you didn't have stuff like trying to go through cuffing season, you know, putting together your roster, trying to see what you, you know, 
it was like, you know, I'm gonna put it out here. This is what I'm gonna do. If it means I gotta make the corny mixtape by taping the songs off the radio, whatever I'm gonna do, you know, or like um, Brown Sugar, you know, how they fell in love with hip hop. And that was what kind of kept them grounded. It was all around that. You don't have that now. It's almost just kind of like, I saw them, they look nice, they had on the right thing, you know, we had a couple drinks and it just went this way. It's like, it's no real building, like back to that communication, back to, it's nothing there. So it's like the first time something comes up that is a struggle, that is a problem, it's like, oh, I'm leaving, oh, I'm done. And it's like, but you didn't even try, like. That makes sense. David, what what is what is missing from movies? Uh, I think Lady Spencer hit on it. it there's no buildup, right? Is it is it really just now life is imitating art? Is it is that people have given up on love, or do people want to see? You know, people don't want to see love anymore. They want to see you know physical action. What's what's happening? Well, <clears throat> my uh, movie, well. Let me put it this way. Tyler Perry is an excellent writer, but some of some of his movies are like similarity to each other. They when you watch one movie, you don't watch that one already, but I actually didn't look at it because it got the same storyline. For example, two of the movies, well, it might be more than that. It's two of the movies that he's written, um, a diary of a mad black woman, a woman that was scorned. Then you go to Medea's family reunion a woman was scored, being beat and by this guy. And it ain't, and it ain't always about the money. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's about women being themselves and being independent. And these guys wouldn't let them be that. Okay, the movie Acrimony, I felt like it was a lot. The movie was doing too much. <laughs> because this man, I mean, she started off and he was wrong for cheating and stuff like that. But as they start moving forward and all the money was gone, and then she wound up starting um, um, being mad at him because he spent all the money and this project that he had going on never was going to come to fruition. And she like, no, I'm through. I'm finished. Listen to outside people mm-hmm. like her sisters was telling her, leave him and do this and doing that. And this man did all he can do. So once everything, fast forward, once he got everything together and someone actually gave him the money, he didn't settle because they had gave him a check for nothing. So he was like, I'm not going to do this. He go home and tell her, oh, they was going to give me 80, what, I think it was $80,000, $800,000, something like that. And she talking about something, and you didn't take that money? You didn't take that money? She still was mad at him. But he knew how much his worth was. One thing we have to know what our worth is, uh, what, what we're worth. So as the movie started going along, going along, he finally got this money, made this money, and not only that he made up for the mistakes that he had made over the years, he got her house back. He did. Got the deed, you know, <laughs> gave it back to her, gave her a check for $10 million dollars. We're talking about $10,000. We're talking about $10 million. <laughs> and everything that he did, he went back. So she got mad now. The person that helped him get this money, that's the person he's with now. So now you're resenting him like, 
that's supposed to be my yacht. That's supposed to be my house. That's supposed to be my ring. And now you this woman that just all scorn now because you think he did this stuff to you. He paid paid for everything that he had done. Mm-hmm. He, she's the one that wanted to divorce in the beginning. He yes, didn't he did. want to divorce. He wanted to stay with her. So this love story to me was retarded because <laughs> I felt like this. Um, when you get married, it's a through sickness and health and forsaking all others. You didn't listen to those vows because you've listened to your sisters. Yeah. And even with the wealth part, you doubted him that this thing was not going to work. Right. So the love, the love story part was romantic at the end because he went finally went with this woman that actually got him out of stuff that he was in. She brought him to a new standard. He, mm-hmm. you know, she she made him look. I'm gonna do this for you. I'm gonna do that for that. And he was very. I'm grateful. So that's the reason he stayed with her because she brought him out of the bondage, which mm-hmm. the other woman pushed him down, kept pushing him down. Then once he got that wealth, oh, I want to be with you now. So mm-hmm. that love story, but like I said, it didn't end right and some more stuff they could have put with it because we don't know if she died or not at the end. That's Yeah, that's true. It's, it isn't really flushed out. She was um, a crazy woman and she could have came back alive and know how to hold her breath underwater. The movie of movies that always start an argument. Uh look, uh my wife and I went to go see this movie with um uh the elder Jason Jamo and his wife. And let's just say the conversation that followed after that was just hilarious because of course, you know, as men, we're gonna support the guy. I think he was lazy, I think he was trifling in the beginning. Uh, the cheating thing, you know, you know, I, Sharon Kelly's my mom, so if, if there ain't no ring on it, it don't count. That's just the way, you know, I was raised. So, you know, uh, I've got to rub on that, you know, so I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah, if I agree I with that, but, uh, you know, she put up with it. He did spend all the money. He was bogus, but he had a dream. He stuck with the dream. He didn't quit on the dream. And then when he got it, she had already filed for the divorce. And then now she's left holding a ten million dollar check. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, I have to agree with uh, you know one thing about it. A woman, uh, even let's go biblical. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish one tears down. If you're gonna be with him, you gotta believe in him. You gotta believe in him. You gotta pray. I mean. Me personally, I would have been doing backflips with that ten million dollars, and I'd have been like, "Peace!" I'd have threw the peace sign at him, you know. But you know, I mean, he, he had a dream, and marriage is a give and take. You know, you have to compromise. Either you were gonna support him, or you won't. But one thing that she did that she allowed her family and all these other inputs. To make her make decisions, that's a no-no. That's definitely a no-no. Now, back to what you were saying, um, Cody, regarding movies. It's all the, the majority of the movies, you can predict, oh, yeah, they're going to fall in love. The problem is, how do you keep the love in the relationship? Because men are human, women are human. I wonder, what do you do to keep the love in relationships? 
Now, a lot of times we don't differentiate, we don't dwell on that. We automatically, because people get comfortable. As you as you get older and you're in a marriage, people have become so lax the days ago in their relationship. So, uh, you know, just comment. But you have to keep the excitement. And I will be married almost 29 years. And uh, you have to keep the, the love. You have to keep the communication, like Elder David said. And you have to keep the romance in there. Be spontaneous. My thing is, whatever it took to get me is what it's going to take to keep me. So the thing is, it's easy to fall in love. Right. Tell us how to no, say that. If it took Moet and Genie Wine you know, the first time, it's going to take at least Henny and Tank the second time. Know. That's not how it works, right? At least Henny and Tank, right? So, right. Uh, I want to say there, why Why do you think, or uh, you said something, you said, you know, eyes are going to wonder. Uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about that. Let's, let's go, a little, let's go a level deeper on that. Why, uh, from movies to church, how come we won't deal with the truth of relationships, right? Like hear what I'm saying. So this isn't in, in a, this isn't interpreted wrong. That interruption can happen. I'm not talking about GD. I'm talking about interruption, whatever that means, Right. Why is interruption such a such a, uh, a, a a a topic of phobia and something that we won't address? You know, can I? Um, you know, really, a lot of times we don't want to keep it. We want to keep it holy, but we don't want to be platonic. People need you to know that you are human. You made mistakes. If you went out and cheated on your wife and she forgave you, that's it. You. Know? No, but a lot of times we want to act like we have no temptation. We want to act like we're perfect. We want to act like, oh, our marriages are hunky-dory. Uh, marriages work. It's what you put in it. I tell my husband, I invested in you. You ain't going that easily. <laughs> and vice versa. And he tells me, well, I invested in you and you ain't going easy. I ain't trying to go. 28 years, I ain't going nowhere. If I go out the front door, I'm coming in the back one. <laughs> you know, so we have to keep that tenacity, keep that communication, keep the romance, the love. You know, a lot of times we we are so bound. We, I mean, the bed is undefiable. You know, whatever pleases your husband, please him. You know, after you shout hallelujah, you got to go home and be a woman. You got to go home and be a wife. After you done preached all your sermon and all of this in church and directed and did whatever, you still have to go home and be the man of the house. You need to teach a class called Go Home and Be a... <laughs> yeah, you got to go home. I mean, you got to go home. Listen, I, I don't care what I do. I work and whatever, but I still have to go home. The house has to be clean because I'm a neat freak anyway. He get a hot meal. If my husband gonna work all them hours and provide it for the family, he ain't coming home to me looking any kind of way. He's not coming home to a nasty house. None of that. You have the home his castle. If he's the king, you the queen, make that home the castle. Hmm. So, you know, a lot of times we get so complacent and it's ridiculous. We don't we don't keep ourselves up. 
We don't even love ourselves. Oh, he ain't going nowhere. You know, he, he looking all good and he got to look at you, hair net and hair rollers and, and looking a mess every day. Nah, believe me, you have to keep up yourself. You have to keep the love in there, you know, and you have to, you know, it's a shame that so many young women, that's why they single, they're not even ready for marriage material. They can't cook. They don't clean. All they care about is that outer appearance. That's not enough. Not at After all, all that, he going to know what are you bringing to the table. <laughs> no, that's, you that's, know? So, that's so true. Cause... See, the, 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 I still believe in that generation like my mom taught us. You know, yeah. they come from the South. They serve their husband. So I'm the same way. And I tell my daughters now, you know, you got to make sure your husband material. After you look at the outside, what is left? Can you cook? Do you clean? Are you organized? Are you a, a type of person that will help a brother? You know, Ooh. are you the type will build him up? Hello. I ain't saying no couch potato. If he giving you something to work with, work with it. I like it. What's your cash app so people can know where to sow into your ministry? Because you over here <laughs> preaching, Doc. That's one of the reasons why I, I married April because I got I got everything. And so, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, all right. That's my baby, my April. I love her. David, I want to get I want to get to you, David. So if you could make if you could write a, a perfect love uh, romantic comedy and you can cast who you would want to be in the film, who would be in that film? Well, something similar to Tyler Perry. Um, Jackie <laughs> would have to play Tasha. Because for the simple fact she gonna she don't have no filter, she gonna tell you like it mm -hmm. is, and she don't care. At the end of the day, <laughs> you still gonna be married to her at the end of the day. So like I said, um I'ma see. I would think I think I would let my brother play Tyler Perry part because he's the quiet, don't careish type of attitude, like he try to keep everything in order and try to do things right and stay in character and stuff like that. So it's certain people that I, certain people have certain personalities. So, um, you know, what parts that they would play. And, um, as far as the love story, I mean, as far as me mm. casting people and it'll have to be people that been examples gotcha. in front of me. So if they've been an example in front of me, as far as couples, let me let me put it this way. A lot of people used to say, I used to hear a lot of people say, oh, I never see you post a lot of things on Facebook about your wife mm -hmm. or about certain things about your relationship. Some things you have to keep private. I, I don't and I tell people I don't have to post things on Facebook when it pertaining to my love life with my wife. Right. What goes on in my household and in my bedroom is what me and my wife do. Right. So a lot of people say, and then you have to, you, you, you be surprised how many people, couples, put things on Facebook about their spouse. And it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing in their household. They don't respect their wife. They don't respect their husband. They just putting this stuff on there, make it seem like it's peaches and cream. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And being a married couple, you know there are obstacles. There are situations that we go through every day. Personality changes. Like I said, is it's hard to, like I say, I'm not going to put things on Facebook that I know ain't happening in my house right now. So, and we, as being men, we do have wondering eyes, and some women do too, being honest and being upfront. Right. You know, it might we might be in the mall and it'd be another woman walk past and it don't have to be her body. It could just be what she have one be like, oh, okay, that's nice and attractive, you know. Yeah. But I feel like this, baby, don't get upset because I'm wondering and my eyes are wondering. Remember, I'm with you. I'm going home with you. I married you. So nothing that you have to worry about when it comes to things. And the Bible says um, no man is exempt to, when it comes to temptation. So mm-hmm. it's going it's temptation out there. So we don't have to be be phony. We uh, we're spiritual, we're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. but we still have that human side. Hello. And as far as men, we we wonder, I man wonders more than a woman. You know, we're gonna wonder all, but don't wonder too far where you don't got lost now and you forget what you have at home. So, yeah. like I said, like you know, um my sister-in-law was saying, my sister was saying. You know, you, my thing is, is a turn off when it comes to women. When it comes to women, I have a pet peeve. If sure. I'm out, I, I don't like when my wife wear a bonnet around the house. <laughs> and you got this bonnet on all night. Okay, you got your head done and you got your bonnet on to go to sleep. Okay, we're up now. You need to take that bonnet out and shake the whatever that you're going to shake out. Right. That's my thing. Ain't nothing like an attractive woman, you know, once because sometimes some people get married and they feel like, okay, I got them now. Now I can just do what I want to do and dress how I want to dress. And, you know, even when it comes to my wife or whatever, back in the past, when we first got married, I knew when she was mad at me because she'll put on this grandma outfit with a whole bunch of flowers and stuff and I'd be like, "Oh, it's one of them nights." Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so so you know what time of, you know what time of the day it is. So, right. yeah, but like I said, we as men is and, and like I say women too, but more men than women. You know, I'm giving women their kudos. They 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 wander off, but they don't wander off like we do. So, That's true. When, they, when it comes to respect is still respect if i'm gonna turn and look at her kind of hurry up and look at her when she walked past i ain't gonna be still walking and my wife just talking to me and i'm still looking back and she was like oh okay is it like that you know take a peek and keep on keep it moving so i shouldn't have to uh, defend myself now because like i said it's been over 27 years now so it's like if my wife say something i'll be like oh but look, you're in the car. So I know when my wife is mad at me. I know when my wife is mad at me. And yeah. the rest of the other women might do that too. But she'll look out the window the whole time we going home. The whole time. So I look at these things. So, But at the same time, I still respect her. Right. So still respect at the end of the day. No, that's, that's that's amazing. That's that's amazing. I, I've mastered the look down technique. So like, <laughs> if I see something coming in my way that I know I can't handle, I'll be at the gym. I'll be like this. <laughs> nobody even knows. Nobody knows. I'm just staring down at the floor the whole time. Okay. I think I'm in prayer. You know, you know that. Right. Ladies, miss, I want to get to you. You are the you are the, uh besides myself, the millennial uh on the show. Uh let's talk about this, right? So 
the wonder test. You know, it happens. Obviously, we it, we try to limit it to the best of our abilities. Uh, but you know, creating that spark, and then how do you? What would you like to see in a movie that reflects? that fight for love. So a two-part question for you. And then I know, because David said, it's football night, is Monday. I'm going to hit him with the last question, and then I'm going to let you guys go. So when it comes to really creating that spark, and then how, if you could create a perfect movie and cast, you would like to cast in it, how would that movie go? Uh, okay, let me answer the second part. The second part, I would do a millennial like a version of The Notebook. And and the reason I picked the notebook was because throughout everything that happened, like they were still trying to come back to each other. Even yeah. though she ended up getting married to somebody else, he got shipped off to war. No matter what happened, they were still their hearts are still tugging towards each other. And if we could get a version of that showing modern mm-hmm. day minorities doing that instead of getting in a position, well. You're not around, so I'm gonna just do what I got to do until I can get to you again, you know, because that's kind of what we're presented with social media and everything. Like, we have so many options. You could, and with so many people doing long distance relationships too, you have that ability, like, well, you're not here. And yeah, my heart's committed to you, but I'm still kind of play around and do what I need to do. But to show somebody really being young, committed, and doing going through that fight of what they need to do to make it work, that would be my perfect The movie. spark. So uh, the wonder spark. Eyes going everywhere. I just, the spark. I think, uh, and I can only deal with this in my vein, uh, the one thing um, that causes that, I believe, is that, as Jackie was saying, in church, we're not transparent about these things. Like they'll tell you growing up, okay, no, you're not supposed to date till you get to a certain age. Don't be in this boy's face. Don't do that. Don't keep your dress down. Do all of that. Okay. And then, okay, but you got to get married because it's better to marry than burn. Then as soon as you get married, then it switches to, okay, now you got to pop out kid. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. You told me not to do all of this. And now just because I've stood here and said I do, you want me to switch, but you haven't switched the way I think about it. You haven't switched the way I looked at it. You told me my whole life this was wrong. This was dirty. I shouldn't do this, you know, flee from it, all of that. Now I'm supposed to just turn it on and know how to do this. Like, no, you you didn't tell me that. Like, you have to teach us that the way you taught us to stay away from it, even though they really don't teach that to the um, male (laughs) population, but we won't go there either. Um, you know, <laughs> no, they but, don't. but they don't, they don't. Like, not as much as they do, yeah. not as much as they do when, yeah. you know, just being honest, they don't. Um, but you know, if you just teach us that even, even like, if you do like, um, counseling and all of that, that's like one area that is kind of grazed over. They don't put that into it. And it's like, that's what we need, especially in a day where you have so much that's visible, like you can. In your phone, you can find some of everything right. in less than two minutes. And you don't even have to be looking at for it. It could just pop up a commercial, a, anything, a movie, whatever, it pops up. And you have to show, you have to teach us, like, what do we have to do? Like, don't just say, okay, now it's time. 
well, you got to submit to your husband and only oh, you can't, you can't go on the fast without, you're not without okaying it from your husband. You can't, you're not supposed to withhold it because now you belong to like, wait, you just told me all of this about not doing it for like 18, 20 years. And now I'm supposed to switch. And you don't want me to listen to my unsafe friends who are telling me, you know, some everything to do. Right. So you just have to, you know, be honest with us at this point. Okay. We're here now we grown. So yeah. tell me what, tell me what it is, how it is, the way it is. Like I, I'm not 13 no more. You just give it to me straight so I can know exactly what I need to do. No, that's beautiful. That's amazing. That's why we need Auntie Jackie to teach the class. Auntie Jackie, I'm commissioning you to teach a class in the convocation called Women Thou Art Loose for Real. You know, I just, just I don't know what they teach. No, I'm joking. No shots fired. I was just joking, Jake. So sue me. No, no, but seriously, I, I got you for real because you know I, I don't sugarcoat. I keep right. it straight, platonic. You know, for real, for real. You know, but one thing uh, that that I heard is a difference between right. wandering and a look. Now, if you wandered and you still wandering and you got a wife, right. something is not there. That means she got to step step her a game up. You know, if your eyes are still wandering. You know, you can. She got to step her a game up. Now it's right. different between a glance and a look. A wondering is a long stare. A wonder with wondering comes mm -hmm. thoughts in your mind. That's a big difference. You know, comes right. imagination. So a wonder and a look. A look is and a glance is in that ball game together. But a wondering that that's that's not too cool. You better wonder how you're going to get home. You keep wondering. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I, honestly, I like to joke around, but it's it, marriage is serious right. business. You don't, you know, a lot of time people, they, they're not teaching after the, the wedding. Everybody, oh, this beautiful wedding, six months later, you ready to get an all? That becomes the living then. After the, the wedding becomes the real marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I told somebody and they didn't understand what I was saying. I said, within five years of marriage, you're yet in the growing stage, getting to know your significant other. Well, you you can't say that. You can't believe me. Those are some tough times because you're yet here. It is. You lived at home, but you got married. Now you're on your own. You are adjusting to each other, you know. Some people say, I'm glad I lived with him before I married him. Else we wouldn't have married. I don't know about all that. But during our 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 five first five years of marriage, yeah. we were adjusting to each other. We were getting to know each other because yeah. we knew each other from one aspect, but we never lived together. I I'll just say this one thing. When my husband and I got married, and you know, him being a man, leaving that toilet seat up. He told me if he forget to let it down, pinch him. For the first year, I pinched him so much he had bruises everywhere. <laughs> but that was that was the thing. He he forgot that now you're living with a female. You can't leave the toilet seat up. Right. You know, just like I'm like, okay, I got a husband now. I can't leave rollers in the bathroom, and the curling irons, and the makeup on the sink. We're sharing the bathroom. So a lot of stuff you're learning as you go on. Each year, you learn more and more about your spouse.
because people do change in the area of marriage. Sometimes they grow, you know, they, they become older, our thoughts change. But the thing is, keep getting to know each other. You get to know each other by spending quality time together, sharing intimacy, sharing your thoughts, um, communicating. Like Elder Stanberry and Jasmine were saying, you got to keep communicating. Talk. Never, ever go to bed angry. Never, ever go to bed mad because you never know. My thing was I would never go to bed mad at my husband because if he died tomorrow and I was still angry, that thing would bother me the rest of my life. You know, Mm -hmm. so we have to be careful, but we definitely need to teach women nowadays. You know, we teaching them all be virtuous women, all be this. But truth be told, you have desires too. Everybody ain't been virtual all their life. I know I so the thing is, you have to keep that flesh. Tell tell the single women that had babies out of wedlock how to keep that under subjection. We don't talk about that. Transparent. Because that's going to bring a lot of people into the, the, the spirit when we be transparent. When they see us all shouting stuff, they think like we're perfect. We never had a struggle. But you have to let them know, no, I have not been saved, not been in church. I had issues. I had flaws. And they'll respect you even the more. That's true. That's true. And definitely we need that. I want to appreciate my guests so much. You guys have been amazing. Look, next week's episode, obviously we got to go and deal with something serious. It's the election time. So I have an election <laughs> coverage episode dealing with that. I'm getting back to seriousness. I always try to switch up between serious and light. I want to thank my guests. Auntie Jackie, where can they connect with you? What are you doing? Um, right now, we're at, um, you can connect with me um, on Facebook, Jacqueline Stanberry, Harris Stanberry, um, my email address. Um, I'm still working with our bus company and other things. So you can connect with me anywhere. I'll find me and I'll find you. <laughs> awesome. That's perfect. David, where can they connect with you, my man? They can reach me on Facebook under Stanberry42 at al.com or um and i actually got a single yes. coming out in the spring yeah. so um i have more details um yeah. coming soon um yeah i'm on facebook and instagram so they can reach me whatever way they can reach me and then if don't actually be your <laughs> friend just reach out perfect love it ladies <laughs> where can they connect with you uh jasmine spencer on facebook uh instagram the Mrs. Underscore Spencer. Uh, my Instagram links to the Twitter. I can't remember my handle. And then I do have my website, my blog. This is my sweatshirt. I, sweatshirt's not on the website yet. The t-shirt is, but I do have a blog, peculiar-royalty.com. Check so just out, check guys. Me Look, out. Connect with these amazing individuals. Follow them. Connect with them. Uh, subscribe to the blog. Buy the shirt. Follow Auntie Jackie. When David drops the single, buy the music. But I appreciate yes. you guys. Until next time, thanks so much. God bless. 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 Thank you.